Welcome to the Josh Bolton Show, where we dive into interesting and inspiring conversations. And now, your host, Josh Bolton. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Today, we have Schweier Ho, a marketing and business um, directed with branding and all that. Here he is, Schweier. Hey, Josh. How are you doing? Thank doing- you for it. It was nice to be on the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. So tell us a little about yourself. Where are you from kind of thing? Well, I um, my name is Swire. Again, uh, people also call me the promo guy. I'm okay. in emotional uh, product, um, and I'm located in Los Angeles. How's Los Angeles doing right now with all the stuff going on with COVID? Uh, we've been hiding, you know, trying not to go out too much. And uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of different right now, you know, uh, in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, you're about a 30-mile drive north of me. So okay. I, I've been keeping tabs on LA. Yeah, so right now it's, it's different. And obviously, you know, uh, as a small business, you know, we're, we're all affected by it. Yes. Speaking of small businesses, where how are the um, LA shops doing? Have they all like kind of switched online due to the stay-at-home orders? It depends on what industry that you're in, you because I, I like to do a lot of uh, networking, you know, before and even after COVID. I know that uh, a lot of small businesses, you know, especially if you're a restaurant, if you're a fitness trainer, you're being affected, right? But then uh, on the other hand, if you're in uh, essential business, if you are in uh, home services, construction, even uh, real estate agent, they are having so much boom, uh, they they are working like 12-hour uh, days uh for the past six months. Yeah, I would think a minimum of 12 hours. It's just the, the demand for new houses is absolutely insane. So you mentioned to me before we start went live, you're very good at branding and networking. How does that work? Um, because when I first started, you know, being the business, then it's difficult. Obviously, there are more than one company do what we do in our industry. So how do I make a connection that remember me? Because my my goal is in networking, uh, and that's why I belong to two two chamber of commerce. Is uh, when people ask, you know, do you know a person who uh, is in promotional product or whatever industry that you're in? You want a group of people already think of you as the go-to person. So you know we can switch to maybe a realtor, uh, maybe digital marketing or a plumber. You know, we all have a person that we can think of right away. So I wanted to be that person. And that's why uh, I'm very active in business networking. So you were mentioning um, promotional products. What are some of the products you've promoted and or helped others promote? Well, what we like to do is, you know, when we do promotional product, you know, uh, a lot of listener and a lot of our to be client too, they think of something that they will buy, they give away and that's it, you know, but the way that we uh, look at it is we will use that to help business development team to be a lasting impression involve their prospect. Normally, you think of the product when you see them at trade show or when you will see them at events, they will give away. But the goal for a promotional product is to help build a brand loyalty of a company. You know, the ultimate goal, uh, we call it a, a campaign. We don't just sell, you know, one-off item and uh, be done with. Our ultimate goal is turn your customer of our client 
into brand advocates that are willingly engaged and wanted to market their business. You know, give you an example.、Uh, think about a restaurant or a brand that you're really passionate in. So every time that you know, if people ask for advice or if they remotely wanted to,、uh, you know, get into things that 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 brand has offered, you actually speak on behalf of that brand. So you becomes an advocate. Or、uh, you know maybe a coffee, you know maybe a mattresses, or maybe a sports sports team is is a classic example. So you might live in LA, but then you you like a team in New York. So you 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 become an advocate even for the team that not in your home state. Absolutely, yeah. I don't personally follow sports, but I I see it all the time at my work. Everyone's like rooting for whatever team they believe is the best. Yeah, you know, think about you know colleges too. You know, people go to their college maybe thirty years ago, but then they're still an advocate for that school. So thirty years later, they're still proud as as an alumni, and they talk to anyone you know who are thinking about you know attending college. So we using promotional product correctly, you can turn your client into advocates of your brand. So you're not really. Paying these people to obviously there are influencers that you can pay right now to kind of speak、uh, and promote your your brand. But then you know if you give people a right promotional product that they can relate to to your message and you become they become loyal to your brand. You know so if think about if you have more client that could become advocates and you know they love your brand. So. Uh, by that, you know, it's a lot better than if you market and you think about、uh, transaction every single time and you're getting new client. So, you know, our goal is to help client using promotional product. How do we keep their current client? How do we make their current client happy? And in turns, maybe they spend more, they order more frequently.、Uh, so, there is a particular a particular program that will help and engage with a client、uh, to try to help them develop their strategies. Brilliant. So I want to touch on something you just said a few moments ago, where you said make your client happy and loyal. Would you consider like a podcast and a YouTube channel a type of branding too? Yeah, because you know, think about you know something that you know nothing about, but then you wanted to learn more about it. So right now we we turn on to podcasts, we listen to expert that we we like and trust, and also we just you know type into search in YouTube, and we like to watch video. Uh, and then you know a lot of company will will come up. Then you know you start looking at it, and maybe you try the product, and then you、uh, engage in you know give you an example in in golf for example you want to try to、uh, do better、uh, golf swing then you do a YouTube search how do I hit a better and further golf ball then a bunch of video will come up and then some are actually made by、uh, you know golf club company. And then they teach you how to do it. The goal, why they are spending time to develop all their program, is they want to help you get better. You know, the the better you get at something, the more stuff I would say or services that you purchase or you get onto it. So they ultimately want to build you、um, to a point that you really enjoy and it becomes your passion. If something is your passion, then you don't mind to spend more time and a lot of time money. Uh, into that passion, you know that's what、uh, a good branding and you know, like you said, with、uh, podcasts and YouTube video can do. Yes,、um, yeah, it's amazing. I've I've recently with back in March with the stock market crash, I've been teaching myself how to invest and、uh, and like trading because I、mm-hmm. was I just sat there and I'm like, okay, this is how the rich stay rich. 
So what skills do I need to do? So I was, I was watching YouTube. I've been listening to podcasts of hedge fund managers. Now I'm sitting here going, wow. Yeah, technically it was free, but I'm now like super loyal to these people. Of course, like certain products they offer, like accounting and HR stuff, I don't personally need. But they've, I've bought stuff from them because it's like they, you have helped me. It's the least I can do kind of thing. Yeah. So this is a different strategy. I would suggest, you know, especially small business will, will consider, uh, is finding your target market, you know, because Josh, you know, do you like investing? So you look on to those, um, you know, information. But then if I sell you an ad, then you probably ignore it. You know, you wanted to reach out to the expert and then, you know, the expert, they create those content is because they know that, you know, people start out investing. These are the questions that they got to have. So we are providing answers to their questions. So then when you search for, you know, how do I invest or how do I, uh, you know, analyze a company? So these will be the answer that they come up. So as a small business, we have the same thing. You know, we are the expert in our industry. So instead of what you want to sell or market to your client, think about what question they got to have, you know, in any industry. And then you provide the answer either in a way of blog or you could do a podcast or you do a YouTube video. So when they're searching for the answers for your particular industry, uh, you become the expert that they seek out for, you know, kind of like the example uh, of you, you know, learning more about investing. Yes. And all I did was simple keyword search. I typed in investing and that was the first show that came up. It was called Invest Talk. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've listened to them since March of last year. Yeah. And so, you know, knowing who your target audience is, is, is very important for, uh, I'm speaking for a small business, you know, they, when, you know, give you an example, when they wanted to buy something from us, for example, I, I'll ask them a question. Um, who are these items for? Who are you giving it to? Oh, we, we want to put our logo on, you know, a product and we want to give it to everyone, you know, no one will have a large enough budget to give, you know, promotion item to everyone. You know, you, uh, you know, it's okay to be more narrow focused. You know, I will keep on asking like who your target audience are. You know, the better that you could tell me who they are, you know, maybe uh, what age are they in? You know, what uh, industry are they in? So there will be different product uh, or even not in my industry would, would be different keywords that they relate to. Maybe we're targeting a millennial, you know, maybe, you know, my son, for example, he will not respond to magazine ads. You know, if you promote on Discord, you'll understood. Or maybe you uh, talking about a baby boomer. Maybe they still enjoy a uh, paper uh, delivered to their home every single day, you know, while they'll read the paper or the coffee. So think about who they are. And once you know that, then you can develop a strategy uh, that will be able to reach out to your target audience. Let's dig a little deeper in defining your target audience. How would... Someone say like me, I'm brand new, podcasts, I want to eventually offer services. How would I better define an audience when I don't even know who I'm talking to kind of thing? Well, assuming that you have a service or either you have a service or you have a product, then, you know, obviously it requires market research. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, uh, who, first of all, who can afford my product and services or uh, who will be interested in my product and services? And then you uh, write down the ideas, you know, write, write down, for example, I'm targeting uh, stay-home parents, for example, or I'm t- targeting uh, professionals that are on the go every time. So then you dig deeper, you know, like I mentioned before, what are some of the questions that they have? 
uh, that you can answer. So that's a good way to to start. Have them help them engage, and also, um, how are you able to help them to solve their pain point? You know, because if I'm able to solve your pain point, and then you likely to work with me. Then if I say just buy my product, you uh, you will be better. So think about what kind of demographics that they have, and then uh, develop a persona. You know, so if I if uh, my target audience. What kind of ad would they respond to? Where do they hang out? You know, what kind of communication method should I uh, be reaching out? Because there are a group of us who only do texting. There are a group of us who only hang out on Facebook group uh, or maybe other platform that you have. You got to find out where they are. You know, so that would be my suggestion for where to start. Okay, and like, so for target demographics, like for me, I can see like basic regions of where it's been downloaded in the world. And surprisingly, I like I'm getting a lot of Colorado stuff. And that's where I sat there and I'm like, I wonder what I'm saying that Colorado like appreciates this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you really and and again, don't be afraid to go narrow if you're first started. It's okay if you only can think of one. That one can be what you uh, work on right now. So once you get traction on the first one that you have, along the way, I'm sure that you will pick up other things that uh, maybe I really didn't target that you know demographic, but I always get requests from those people. And then you can develop a, another market, do another market. Uh, if you have one takeaway from from this podcast, is don't target everybody. You know, if you target yeah. everybody, you're targeting nobody. Yes. Yeah, that is, you can't buckshot your way out of a problem. You have to hyper-focus and snipe uh, for a target. Yeah, because think about, you know, big brand with big marketing budget. They won't target everybody. You know, you won't see uh, McDonald uh, brand themselves at, you know, a luxury neighborhood. And then, you know, you won't see Ruth Chris, you know, place ads and, you know, different neighborhoods that they don't deem for ideal clients. So these brand knows uh, who will most likely to buy the product and services. And then the more that you can know about your target audience, the better your marketing and branding campaign can be. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's knowing when to niche down, even though you'd like to target everyone, you have to almost stay in your lane kind of thing, just so everyone else can follow behind you. Yeah, and I think, you know, I really like the example, you know, what the one that you said you learned about investing. So, you know, if you're a smart marketer, you know, you uh, once you find out the target audience and you know uh, the persona, you will think about the questions that they're most likely uh, wondering or need uh, or want to find someone to solve. If you're able to solve their questions and if you're able to give them answers to, to the questions, then you become the expert. You know, obviously, all of us are expert in a field, but then the goal I would encourage the listener to uh, to do is become the known expert in your industry. You know, if you're the best in what you do, but no one knows about you, then you didn't help yourself. Right. I was going to say that was about what I was about. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking too fast. Um, I was going to say that is something I was going to touch on. The how does one know they're an expert in something and if they don't want to talk about it, like I feel I'm not knowledgeable enough to talk to someone on the street. How do you, how do you define it in your mind that, Oh wait, I'm like really good at herpetology in reptiles, but no one else is. Maybe I should like start a podcast kind of thing. 
I think these, this actually help, you know, going back to networking. That's why I like networking so much is, you know, I'll meet uh, people that are as motivated as me in, in learning about doing business who are in totally different industry. But then whenever I have a pitch or developing something that I wanted to, uh, you know, try to um, offer to my client before I reach to my client, which I may only have one time to present it to impress them, I practice on these uh, business contact that I have. You know, and they're nice enough to listen to my pitch and they will actually uh, make suggestion and sometime uh, correction to the things that they feel that I can be improved on. So having, you know, business contact like that, who can be your uh, sounding board or, you know, I will call them, you know, my advisors um, are very important because, you know, you can try an idea, you can do your own uh, mini market research. And then if you have a good business contact that, you know, can trust you and like you, uh, you can take advantage of that. And, you know, obviously in return, when they have something that you can help on, uh, I, you know, I will try to help them as much as possible uh, just because, you know, we want, we know that, you know, it's, uh, you know, give us gain, you know, whenever that people need help, if you're able to help them, people remember it. Yeah, it's it's the simple analogy. If I scratch your back, you scratch mine. There's right. nothing. There's nothing to it. It's just common courtesy. So, you were mentioning um, about brands and products and demographics. Um, I'd like to touch on uh, the demographics switching to online, the e-commerce. What do you see like going forward? Is it the everything's going to be YouTube ads and podcast ads, or will you think there's going to be other? things coming that maybe someone like me in non-marketing can't see? Something that we wanted to uh, brand ourselves, and I think, you know, everyone should consider is you are expensive. You don't want to be the cheapest person out there. You know, there are, you know, when you mentioned e-commerce, you know, all we can think about is uh, how much cheaper can I get or can I get coupons somewhere when I click, a survey, you know, to get that, you know, that's the model that, you know, work for some people, but then, you know, if you are a small business owner, what you want to do is you want to be the expert, you know, you actually want to advertise that you are expensive because, you know, think about when you go to an industry and as an expert, you know, you don't want the cheapest product and service that you want. You want a best product that you can get your hands on. And that's why you wanted to stay with being a commodity. You know, I can think of our industry as a commodity because the same pan that you can buy from me, you can buy probably from, you know, 200 other competitors that we have. You know, you you have to add, put on add-on value and, you know, the thinking, or maybe it's your customer service that are differentiates yourself from the other. So when people think about you, they don't think about another vendor. They will think about, uh, you know, you as a resource or as an advisor to what whatever that they're trying to achieve. So I would really encourage, you know, um, listeners out there to not think your product as a commodity. You know, think of it as something that can help your clients on or if that's something that, you know, you can solve your pain or improve their, you know, their quality of life. Yeah, the that is it's literally what I've been thinking about the last like few weeks is how do I better improve just customer service but then comes to mind is how do i how do i contact the customer do i need to like be on twitter 24 7 replying um or do i need to um start like a q a suggestion thing that's that's brilliant that's exactly what i've been thinking lately 
Mm -hmm. Think about your own journey, you know, with the investing, uh, Josh, you know, like what kind of question, you know, are your ideal client are going to have? Are you able to help them with the questions uh, in an easy way? So with the podcast, it's, it's great. You know, you could you know, develop, you know, maybe you can even do one podcast just to answer all the questions that they have. You can even encourage if you are connecting with them on social media, send me all the questions that you guys have. And I'll answer it, you know, in a blog, or I'll mention it in in the po in the blog, uh, or uh, in the podcast. So then you you'll get people to tune in and start noticing you, and as an expert that cares about their questions, because you know we like to turn to expert that uh, knowingly you know they're talking to me, they're really answering my question, even though you know they're just answering the same question to maybe a lot of people, all the subscriber, but then you feel connected to them. So uh, to build a business, you know, you wanted to be able to uh, have people seek out for you for advice. You know, instead of calling me, how cheap can you do this pen? Uh, they will call me, uh, I have this campaign going on. What are your suggestions? So the conversation changes, you know, if you are having a mindset to find the cheapest product available, you will find it, you know, but then also if you're seeking for the best advice possible, you also find it. So it depending on the mindset and as a you know, marketer, you will need to think about how we can bring client to a different mindset because, you know, we don't want the lowest price possible on others. So then you'll be uh, living on race of margin that you can really, uh, if, you know, we all have done, you know, lowest price possible project before, but what about along the way, there's something in addition that you have to do that, you know, will improve the process. You know, with that margin, you're not able to do uh, a certain thing, but then if you are, think about your expensive, you know, even if they need more phone calls, more hand holding, you can afford to do that and you can uh, provide more customer service, you know, that way uh, a lot better. All right, everyone. So, this is going to be a part one of three. There's This was like an hour long. So same old, same old. Hit me up on Twitter, JRBolton underdash. If you want to talk to me directly on the podcast, hit me up on my speak pipe on my website, joshboltonshow.com. And until next time, have a good one. Stay awesome.